A very good morning from Singapore. I'm so glad to join you this morning for this morning service. And I'm indeed thankful to the Lord and also to your church leadership for giving me this opportunity. We are fully aware of the COVID situation that's going on in Malaysia. And I want to assure you that we in Singapore are praying for you and also uh, the other countries that are going through this difficult pandemic. And as you're aware, as you're probably aware that even in Singapore, we have seen a, a spike in the number of cases lately. And we are also going through some form of restrictions during this time. So let's keep each other in prayer. And we know that God is in total control of the situation and God has his ways. And let's pray that this, will, this storm will soon blow over us and we will be able to do what God wants us to do. We celebrated Pentecost Sunday last week. And unlike Christmas or Easter, which attracts a lot of uh, celebrations, Pentecost Sunday does not receive that kind of a reception. In some churches, it is mentioned in passing or sometimes it's even muted. But Pentecost Sunday is also a very important event in the Christian calendar. And if you are a person who is filled by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will know its significance and its importance it has been in your life and, and, and we know that Pentecost Sunday was a, a, a something that changed the course of history, the lives of the early Christians and even today. Now, Pentecost Sunday occurred 50 days after Easter and 10 days after Jesus ascended into heaven. Some people say it is the birthday of the church and, it, and, and we know what happened on uh, as recorded in Acts chapter 2, how the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were all full with the Holy Spirit, and they all began to speak in tongues. And when the Holy Spirit was poured upon 120 who were gathered together, the Holy Spirit appeared as tongues of fire. Now the Holy Spirit is represented, or, or there are a number of symbols for the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and one of the symbols is the fire. But on that first outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit appeared in forms of tongues of fire on every one of those who were gathered in that room. And there must be a reason why it was in the form of a fire. And this morning I want to consider what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. And the text for this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. And this is a statement that was made by John the Baptist concerning Christ. And this is what he says. Matthew 3:11 I baptize you with water for repentance but after me comes one who is more powerful than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry he will baptize you with holy spirit and fire he will baptize you with holy spirit and fire let's pray father we thank you lord that you are a god who is in total control of every situation in our lives and Father, even as we consider the meaning of what it means to be full of the Holy Spirit fire, Lord, we pray that you will speak to us. Holy Spirit, you will author the word of God. Speak to us in a very clear, definitive way that every one of us will be impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit and our lives will be transformed for your glory and for your kingdom. So Lord, we pray you will speak to us, challenge us, correct us, edify us and strengthen us. And Lord, speak, your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you have read Matthew chapter 3, you would have noticed that John the Baptist was on the scene. 
and he was preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is come near you and as we continue to read in Matthew chapter 3 we see how people from Jerusalem and Judea they came to John the Baptist and wanted to be baptized as an act of repentance and not only did the people come the Pharisees and the Sadducees they also came to John the Baptist and John the Baptist had to rebuke them and in the course of his discourse John the Baptist makes this very powerful prophetic statement about the Lord Jesus Christ he said I baptize you with water for repentance but there after me comes one who is more powerful than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry he he is the Messiah the Son of God Jesus Christ himself he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire you remember in the upper room on the night of the betrayal Jesus told his disciples that he's going to go away but he will not leave them comfortless he will send the comforter but I will send you the advocate the comforter who will be with you forever and as we read in Acts chapter 1 Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem until they were endured with power from on high and we know what happened on the first Pentecost Sunday Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4 reads when the day of Pentecost came they were all gathered together in one place suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them you see when the Holy Spirit began his ministry of the indwelling of the early church he chose to appear as tongues of fire resting on every one of those believers and from that day onwards the disciples were on fire for God there was a total transformation in their lives it was not just a makeover or a momentary restoration but a total transformation took place in their lives that they were changed forever why because they were now full of the Holy Spirit and fire and you know what happened subsequently as a result souls were brought to Christ the church began to grow and social needs were taken care of signs and wonders were done in the mighty name of Jesus a great revival broke out and the then known world came to know about the gospel through the work of the Holy Spirit I believe the same thing can happen even today you know today as we look around we see the world is in total chaos there's so much of disease there's so much of death there's so much of fear and there seems to be hopelessness hopelessness in the entire world any part of the world you look at there's total chaos and the churches also seem to have become lukewarm seem to have become status quo comfortable in where they are Christians are not motivated and in fact many Christians are discouraged especially during this time when the pandemic is raging like wildfire and I strongly believe that what is needed today is for people for believers who are filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit and who will make a difference in our churches in our communities in our country and in the countries of the world and that's what the early church were 
and they went on to accomplish what God had ordained for them. You see, the Bible, there are many ways that the Holy Spirit manifests in the lives of the church and in the lives of the believer. Powerfully, the Holy Spirit just used the believers in a mighty way. But this morning, I want to suggest three important areas or ways where the fire of the Holy Spirit is visible in the life of the Christian and in the life of the church. And I pray that as we hear the word of God this morning, that our hearts will be challenged, our hearts will be set on fire, that we too will do likewise under the influence of the Holy Spirit. First, the fire of the Holy Spirit represents the overwhelming presence of God. See, fire is one of those interesting visuals that we see in the Bible. We see it mentioned everywhere, either uh, literally or metaphorically or even spiritually. And what is interesting is the connection between fire and God. The Bible describes God in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, Our God is a consuming fire. And so it is not surprising that fire often appears as a symbol of God's presence. And we see these examples all over the Bible, in the Old Testament in particular. When God appeared to Moses in Exodus chapter, two, uh, Exodus chapter 3, it was in the form of a burning bush. The bush was on fire, it was not consumed. And the holy presence of God was there at that point in time. And when the children of Israel left Egypt, the Shekinah glory or the presence of God accompanied them in the form of a pillar of, a, a, a pillar of a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. The presence of God escorted them out of Egypt through the wilderness towards the promised land. And when they set up the tabernacle in the book of Numbers, we see how the presence of God in the form of a fire overshadowed the entire tabernacle. God's presence was seen as fire. And so when John the Baptist said, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, he was meaning that you and I will be baptized with the presence of God himself. Hallelujah. And Jesus said in John 14, 16, And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and he will be with you forever. You see, it was not a temporary presence, but a permanent presence of God within you and me. And the Holy Spirit is the presence of God as He indwells in every one of us, in the hearts of every believer. See, you and I are the walking temple of God. God dwells in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. We carry the presence of God, every one of us. Wherever we go, we carry the presence of God with us. In our homes, in the offices where we work, in the places that we go, in our churches, everywhere as we go, you and I carry the mighty, awesome presence of God. And that must, that must amaze us and struck us with awe because the very God of God, the very Son of God, the Spirit of God dwells within every believer. But my question is, what has fire got to do with the presence of God? You see, fire cannot be hidden. The fire is visible because of the heat and the light it generates. And just like the burning bush, it is burning but not consumed. It produces heat, it produces light. 
And today, you and I, in the New Testament, in the present church, you and I are the burning bush of today. You see, Moses was attracted to the burning bush because of the light that he saw. It was burning, but it was not consumed. And in the same manner, you and I are the burning bushes of today that will attract people. They will see the presence of God in us and will be attracted towards Him. Remember Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, You are the light of the world. You see, earlier Jesus said that He is a light and now when He dwells in us, when the Spirit of God dwells in us, now we become the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light up a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, Jesus is saying, let the, let the presence of God be seen in you and through you and let it emanate to the outside, to the others, that they will see the good things that you do. They will see your life. They will be amazed at what you are. And they will come to God and glorify the Father who is in heaven. And when you and I are full of the presence of God, our lives, the presence of God in our lives will be so visible in our church and wherever we are, it will be manifested. Now church, listen. When you and I are filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit, there will be a visible manifestation of God's presence. The fruit of the Spirit will become so visible in our lives. It is not just a makeover, but a real transformation taking place in our lives. Our lives will be changed. The Holy Spirit purifies us. We don't do the things that we used to do before. We don't speak the language that we used to speak before. There's a change in our behavior. Our addictions, our bondages, they're all broken down. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit sets us free from every kind of addiction, every kind of bondage. And people will see the manifestation of the presence of God in your life and in my life. Yes, sometimes it's difficult to give up a certain habit, a certain kind of a sin that we have been hooked to for so long. But that is why the Holy Spirit was given to us in the first place. The Holy Spirit burns away the impurities. He gives us the power. He gives us the strength. He changes our character. He changes our temperament, our nature to conform to the image of Jesus Christ. So don't go away thinking, nobody can change my character, nobody can change my behavior. In fact, in the Old Testament, Ezekiel 36, verse 27, the Lord says, I will put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. You see, you and I have the problem of trying to keep the commandments of God. We cannot, we fail. But now God is saying, I'm giving to you my spirit. In the new covenant with Jesus Christ, I'm giving to you my spirit and He will lead you to obey me. That's what the Holy Spirit is all about. That's what the fire of the Holy Spirit is all about. It is not just speaking in tongues within the four walls of the church on a Sunday morning. But it's more powerful than that. It is more, uh, it is, it, the fire of the Holy Spirit is, is much more than what you and I are thinking. Because when we pray, God answers our prayers. A visible display of God's presence is seen. And we will make an impact wherever we go. And the question that I, we need to ask ourselves this morning, 
have we experienced the visible presence of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives? You know, one of the things that happened to my family when my, my parents, when they became Christians, you know, they were all Hindus, they were all in the old way of life, but when they became Christians, one of the things that attracted people to Christ through their lives was they saw a visible change in their behavior. They were not the hot-tempered person they used to be. They were not the, my father was not the drunkard or the smoker who, whose life was wasting away. He was totally changed. Not the man who was speaking all the foul language, but he was so graceful and, and he was so polite and so kind. People were wondering what has happened. What changed this man? Full of Holy Spirit and fire. That is the difference. Secondly, Fire represents the overwhelming passion of God, of passion for God. Fire represents the overwhelming passion for God. We probably have heard this term, you know, oh, that person is on fire for God. On, oh, on fire Christian, a zealous Christian. And to be on fire means to be eager, to be zealous, to be burning with enthusiasm and passionate about doing something. Sometimes when we hear a good fire, we, we say, oh, he's a fiery speaker, so passionate in the way he delivers the message. And people are so passionate about so many things. In Singapore especially, people are so passionate about food. And some people will know where are all the joints where you can get the best food in Singapore. I'm sure it's the same in Malaysia as well. And they will tell the whole world where to get the best food. You know, the moment they go for the breakfast in a particular place, it's announced on social media in every, every, every uh, sectors of the social media. People will know, oh, this is the best place. We want Mihun, we want uh, Nasalama, you want Wantanmi. These are the places to go. Why are they so passionate about food? Eating has become more than a hobby. It has become a lifestyle. And, it and, and they broadcast it to all over the social media. And that is what passion really does. And you and I can be crazy about so many things in life. Some things are good, some things are worthwhile, but some things just waste our time. But because we have the passion for it, we don't mind spending the time. God desires that all of us will be on fire for Him, passionate for Him, and about Him. That is what God desires. And when you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit and fire, you and I will have an overwhelming passion for God. Why does God desire us to be passionate for Him? Because He is passionate about you and me. God is passionate about you and me. And that is why a God who cares, a God who loves you and me, wants us to be passionate about Him. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 tells us, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God is looking at Israel. God is looking at you and me and He's saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. That is a kind of passion that God has for you and for me. And God wants you and I to be equally passionate about Him in our own lives. And a person who is filled with the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit will be so passionate about God that it will burn within him and the others around him will be able to feel the passion. And that's what the early church was all about. They were on fire for the Lord. They were passionate for God. 
They rejected the safe and the comfortable way of life in favor of accomplishing God's will. They actively pursued righteousness, holiness, godliness, and endurance and gentleness. They were so eager to do what is good. And their lives were not all that comfortable. In fact, their lives were marked by persecution, by perils, by prisons, by poverty. And they were not afraid to tell people about God or, or they were not afraid of the threatenings or even the, the prisons. But they were filled with passion for God that they were willing to go through every one of those situations for God. Their passion was so visible like fire in their lives. The anointing of the fire of the Holy Spirit was so powerful. And when, when Peter was preaching in, in Acts 2.37, we read, when the people heard this, they were cut to their heart and said to Peter and the other disciples, Brothers, what shall we do? They asked, tell us, how do we repent? How can we know and accept Christ? There was a conviction in their hearts. This is what happens when you and I are full of the Holy Spirit and with fire. I remember in some of the villages that I used to go in Andhra Pradesh and in Telangana and halfway through the meeting, the, the, the villagers will stop us and say, stop, we want to accept Jesus Christ now. We want the, the peace here you're talking about. We want that forgiveness. We want the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And we see the demons trembling everywhere. You know why? God's presence, the power of the Holy Spirit was so visible when the word of God is being shared. That is what God can do for you and for me when we are full of the Holy Spirit. Remember Acts 1.8, when you will receive power, when the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. That's exactly what happened to the apostles. They were proclaiming the word of God with such boldness because they were full of the Holy Spirit and with fire. Listen, church. When a man is full of the Holy Spirit and fire, the Holy Spirit creates the passion within that person, in the hearts, and it glows like fire in the life of that person. The fire of the Holy Spirit gives us the power and the strength to, with boldness and with passion to proclaim the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ to anyone who asks us concerning our faith. You know, sometimes when we hear news, when we get some good news about some very good discounts or something that's very important happening around us, we want to broadcast to our families, our friends, our church, hey, go, there's something wonderful happening here. Why? Because we are so passionate. We, we, we want to let them know something important is taking place. In the same way, when you and I are full of the Holy Spirit and the fire of the Holy Spirit is within us, the passion within us, the Holy Spirit will drive us like a madman to fulfill the purposes and the plans of God, going to the ends of the world to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what has happened when they were on fire? What else were they on fire about? Acts 2 verse 42 tells us, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. They were daily coming together. In the temple, they were, they were steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. They were having fellowship, they were breaking bread, and they were praying together. You see, the passion is seen in their love for the word of God. They continued steadfastly in the teachings of the apostles. See, the Holy Spirit reveals to us who Jesus is from the word of God. 
The Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus and He will teach us, remind us of the things that Jesus has taught the disciples. And when you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, we want to know more about Christ, more about Jesus, more about the Word of God. And we will be so passionate about the Word and the Holy Spirit takes the Word of God and reveals the truth about Jesus to us. And the question that you and I need to ask ourselves, are we really passionate about God's Word? <clears throat> You see, when you and I take time to study the Word of God, meditate upon God's Word, the Holy Spirit who inspired the writers will reveal the deep secrets that are hidden in God's Word. You and I don't have to look at somebody else's devotion. Yeah, they are good. The, the, the verses that are given to us in the morning, they are good. But you and I need to be passionate about God's Word. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what a man who is full of the Holy Spirit and fire does. Because the Word of God becomes so important he wants to know who Christ is, what Jesus has said. This is what the person who is full of the Holy Spirit and fire does. You would have realized that before Pentecost, most of the disciples, everything that they did had to do with themselves. Who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God? James and John, they asked their mother to ask Jesus to put them on the right and left on the, of, of Jesus when he comes in his kingdom. Everything they did was centered around themselves. There was so much of pride, so much of arrogance. It is me, my and myself. But when they were full of the Holy Spirit, the prayers began to shift. Their focus began to shift. The destiny began to shift. Now it is all God-centered. Now it is all kingdom-centered. It is what God wants us to do. And this is what being passionate for God is all about. His word is his, his, his focused on God, His kingdom and the kingdom purposes. There was a total shift in the lives of these disciples. And that passion was simply overflowing. And brothers and sisters, you and I who claim to be filled with the Holy Spirit, maybe we need to ask ourselves, what am I really passionate about? Am I really passionate about God's Word? Do I have the boldness to speak about God? And what kind of prayers do I make? Is it all for me, my family, my church? Yeah, they are all good prayers. But do we have focus on kingdom principles? Lord, lead me to someone today that I can share the gospel with. Lord, lead me to someone that I can be a blessing today. That's the kind of prayers that we need to make. And that's the kind of prayers the early church made. And anyone who's filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and the fire of God, that's the kind of prayer that we make. Lord, lead me to someone. Make me a blessing today. Lord, I need to reach someone for your kingdom and for your glory. Now, maybe some of us are saying to ourselves, look, I'm an introvert. I'm very soft-spoken. I'm the, I'm the shy type, you know. I don't have the courage to go out and speak to people or even to do anything. I like to be quiet. Let me tell you, I fully understand this because I myself am that kind of a person. That is really my personality. That is what I used to be. But let me tell you this. When you are full with the power of the Holy Spirit, and when you are on fire for God, when the fire of the Holy Spirit fills you, He will give you the power. He will give you the boldness. He will give you the passion to be on fire for God. The Holy Spirit fire represents the overwhelming presence of God. The Holy Spirit fire represents the overwhelming passion for God. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit fire represents the overwhelming perseverance for God. 
You see, in the burning bush, no matter what happened, the fire was still burning. It didn't die out. It was burning continuously. And in Leviticus chapter 6, verse 13, we read that the fire must be kept burning on the altar of God continuously. It cannot go out. It must not die out. No matter what happens, whether day or night, rain or shine, whether there are wars or no wars, the fire on the altar of God must be continuously burning. And that was the duty of the priests in those days. They would have to, to keep a watch over the altar to make sure that the fire does not go out. In the same way, the fire of the Holy Spirit in the altar of your life and my life will keep on burning and enabling us to persevere to do what God wants us to do. You know, in our lives, we, run, we, we run into so many, many challenges. There are times when we get discouraged. There are times when we get demonic attacks. We get slanders. We get hurtful words by people. And sometimes we just want to give up. We have no more strength to carry on. What is the point of serving God when I face so many challenges, so many difficulties, so many problems? I trusted God and this is what happens to me. It's always easy to give up. But church, when you and I are full with the Holy Spirit and the fire, the Holy Spirit enables the believer to persevere till the end and to be faithful to the work and the calling to what God has entrusted you and to me. And if you are today tired and discouraged and, in, in, and, and wanting to give up, I want to encourage you. The presence of God is within us to enable us, the fire of the Holy Spirit will enable us to persevere for Him and to do the task what God has given to us. No matter what the fiery darts from the enemy, no matter what comes against you, the Holy Spirit will enable us to continue and finish the task. I'm reminded of Peter again. Remember after resurrection, in John chapter 21, verse 3, he says, I'm going to fish. And Simon Peter told the rest, and they said, we will go with you. And so they all went out onto the boat that night, and they caught nothing. You see, this was after when Jesus was risen, appeared to them. And even after seeing Jesus, Peter felt so hopeless. He felt that he was a failure. He betrayed the very, his own master, and his world was tearing apart. I cannot serve God anymore. I failed miserably. And that was before Pentecost Sunday. But after he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and the fire of the Holy Spirit, now listen to what he writes to the church. 1 Peter 4, 12 to 14, he says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious Spirit of God rests in you. You see, now Paul is, uh, Peter is encouraging the church to be bold, to persevere, to stay strong because the glorious Spirit of God rests in every one of them. And it is a, a joy, a glory to bear the name of Christ and you will be blessed. And so let us persevere under the power of the Holy Spirit to do the work of God. That is why the Holy Spirit was given to us. And I can recall in my own life in the times of many challenges, many difficulties, and the time of almost giving up, the Holy Spirit came in, enabled us to persevere and continue to do the work of God. And today we see the results. You know, just recently, one of our church planters in India passed away, a very good man, faithful man. And he, he left behind his wife and there were 
three churches that you were running. Now any woman in that position would have been so bitter with God, would have gone so angry. But this lady said, I will continue to do the work that my husband has left. I will take over his place and I will run the churches and with the help of my people, we will continue doing the work of God. That is the kind of persons who are full with the Holy Spirit and fire. They never give up. They persevere till the end. So don't get discouraged. The fire of the Holy Spirit will see us through every one of the difficult situations. And to conclude, and you've been listening to the word of God this morning and if your life is full of the Holy Spirit and the fire for God, praise God, continue, persevere. But if you have realized my life is no different from the others in the marketplace, I don't have that boldness, I don't have that passion, I just, I'm just a routine Christian, lukewarm. I'm at the verge of giving up. And if this is what you're saying to yourself, I need the fire of the Holy Spirit in my life. The presence of God needs to be visible in my life. I need the Holy Spirit's passion to stir me up and to be an influence. And in God's help to help me to persevere. I have good news for you this morning. Because the Holy Spirit's power is available even today for every one of us. The fire of the Holy Spirit is available for every one of us. In Ephesians 5, 9, 19, Paul says, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The actual translation of that word means keep on being filled in the Spirit. It is a daily experience. Be completely, be so completely yielded to the Holy Spirit that He can possess us fully and in that sense fill us to overflowing. Now you may ask, how can I be full of the Holy Spirit on fire? Let me just suggest to you some practical ways. Number one, desire and hunger to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. As believers, you and I need to hunger and thirst for God, and desire to be full of the Holy Spirit and on fire for Him. And our motives must be sincere. The motives must be sincere in God's presence, not for us to, to glorify ourselves, but that through our lives we will bring people in the, into the kingdom of God, and God's presence will be radiating from our lives, and the name of Jesus Christ will be glorified. Secondly, ask the Lord to take full control of your life and my life and pray that, ask God to burn within us. His Holy Spirit fire will burn within us so that everything that is in us will shine for God. And as we begin to pray and ask the Lord to burn within us, the Holy Spirit will take full control of our lives. And when we ask the Holy Spirit, you and I must be, must be ready that when the Holy Spirit deals with our lives, certain things will need to be burned away. Our, our bad habits, our old way of life, it will be a painful process. But it will all be worthwhile when we ask the Holy Spirit to deal with us. And then give God the freedom for Him to occupy every part of our lives. Not a certain compartment, a certain sector of life, but every area of life. And it also applies to our innermost thoughts, our motives, and our desires and our actions. Every area of our lives need to be full with the presence of God. And thirdly, you and I need to get close to God. If I really want to experience God's presence, if I really want to be transmitting and emanating the presence of God in my life, then I must find the time I must come out of my comfort zone. I must be where God is. I must have time to be with Him in prayer, in worshipping and studying His Word and being close with God and God alone. You see, if you and I want to be filled with His power and His presence and if we want that to be seen in our lives, then you and I need to find time in the presence of God and ask Him to fill us with the gifts of the Spirit so that you and I can be on fire for Him and manifest the presence of God wherever we go. 
So you want to be on fire, then draw close to Him. And fourthly, connect with like-minded people in your church and get involved in some kind of a ministry in the church. Find people in the church who are passionate about God, who are passionate about doing what God wants them to do. Encourage one another, challenge one another, pray together, pray for one another. And serve the Lord in the church, no matter what area of responsibility. It need not necessarily be all the time being in the front, in the pulpit, or being a worship leader. It can be any simple task. But do it with passion. Do it with all your heart. Serve the Lord with all your heart. And God will work in and through your life and manifest His presence. And finally, don't quench or grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very sensitive. Any small sin, any small disorder in our lives can quench the Spirit. Sin quenches the Holy Spirit. Sin grieves the Holy Spirit. And so you and I need to walk in our, our you and I need to walk in a way that will bring glory and honor to His name. So it's not just our action, but it also applies our innermost thoughts, our motives, and all the motives for our actions. Because God sees the heart. So when we do this every day, keep on doing this daily, and I assure you, you will be filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit, and God will use you to do great and mighty exploits for His name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that dwells in every believer. But this morning, Lord, we want to be full of the Holy Spirit and with fire. And Lord, we want to be living a life that is under the influence of your power, as what we heard this morning. Lord, we pray that you empower every one of the listeners, Lord, everyone in our churches, to live lives that will bring glory and honor to your name, living lives in the power of the Holy Spirit and with fire that our lives will be distinct. Lives will make an impact in the places that we are. That our lives will make an impact in the community, in the country, and, and the nations that you will call us to go. Let every one of us be challenged and charged, Lord, to, to live life just like the way the apostles lived, and that we will transform the entire society for your kingdom and your glory. We thank you for all that you can do, and you will do in and through our lives. And in the name of Jesus Christ, be glorified in every one of our listeners this morning. We thank you, we bless you, we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now may the grace of Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. Amen, amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.